What's up, podcast people, and welcome into the podcast. That's so nice. We like to do things twice. Uh, I am Shane. I'm one of the hosts, and I am lucky enough to be joined by two of the most forgiving, most uh, awesome friends a guy could ever have. Uh, One is Rodney. Hey, pod squad. This is Rod. And yes, um, we like to do this twice, and... Matt, would you like to explain why we're doing this twice? Loop Troop. I only like to do things twice when uh, my wife asks me to. Um, or when my my dear, dear cousin fucks everything up. <laughs> and makes us do it twice. <laughs> and um, I, think, I think that... Uh, to to properly shame him, I think that Shane should have to to explain why um, why we are doing things twice. So recently, uh, we switched <laughs> from uh, Skype, right? So we're we're all remote, um, and Rodney's been kind of uh, spearheading the Skype, and he would record. Uh, but I found uh, CleanFeed, the the new online podcast remote whatever thing and i've been in charge of that and the last episode that we did uh the the second part of avengers endgame we 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 thought we were recording and then about an hour in i realized that we were not recording and i hit record and we finished it out and then i broke the news to the guys that after all that uh we missed the first hour so uh, that's what this episode is. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that is exactly what happened. Um, we put together a masterpiece of an episode for all of you listeners, and and for Shane, who is the the unfamiliar with uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And then we finish it, and we finish it at like it was past midnight, and uh, felt like I had just run a marathon. And Rodney and I like, oh man, like that was so good. Good job, man. Yeah, good job. And then Shane very sheepishly said, um, so uh, I've got some bad news. <laughs> <laughs> and he proceeded to tell us that he did not know that he was not recording until we were an hour in. And we swore he was joking. And he swore that he was not and um, I'll tell you this: if he is joking, he could have told us in the last three weeks that he that he was not joking. Um, so apparently, he was serious, and uh, here we are, having to at least do a quick rundown of the of the first hour of that podcast um, again. But before we do. I think it's only right that we check in with each other 
I have been giving Shane the silent treatment. Um, I have been shunning him ever since then. So I think I think we should catch up. Um, Rodney, how are you? I am doing well. Uh, it you know Halloween came. That was awesome. Um, I love Halloween. It's probably my favorite holiday. Hell yeah. Uh, we witnessed some history being made last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's really it. I've been pretty good. Can't complain. That's good. I'm very happy to hear it. Shane, how are you? Uh, good. Yeah, Halloween came and went. Um, that was fun. I had to work, but uh, the kids had fun. Um, just been working a lot, yeah. What about you, Matt? I am fantastic. Um, Halloween was great over at our house. Um, Shane's wonderful wife uh, did some family photos for uh, my my family, and they turned out beautifully. Cannot thank her enough. Um, and I have been getting, this might be strong, but I would say assaulted um to put up christmas decorations for the last nine days now so the clock hit midnight on halloween it turned into november one and and she is complaining right now <laughs> literally <laughs> as we speak um she just pointed at the imaginary watch on her wrist and said still not done so um, you want to you want to hear something funny yeah yeah go ahead our tree's up Oh, is it? <laughs> and so we put it up uh, last night, and we put lights on the tree today. Oh my gosh! What's yeah. wrong with you? I am normally a day after Thanksgiving person for Christmas stuff. Um, I, I am, think uh, three days before Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think with um, owning a house and being excited for it and. Uh, the fact that we're home pretty much all the time now, my wife is just like on pins and needles to get all the Christmas stuff up. So um, pretty sure that's what's going to happen this weekend earlier than I would like. But uh, that's what is going on over here. Um, so Shane, yep. on the on the previous episode of the Out of the Loop podcast, which will never see, which the first hour will never see the light of day. Um you said that you watched QB Halloween. I did. So, um, tell us again how you felt about <laughs> it, but also maybe um, enlighten us on what you have also been watching. So, I'm not the biggest Adam Sandler fan. Uh, so, you know, it was just something that, uh, you know, the fam, the kids were out. And me and wife were watching TV and we were just kind of scrolling through Netflix and that popped up. And, you know, at that point, it was like a week before Halloween. So we said, okay, why not? Let's, let's watch it. And going in, you know, as I said, I was very skeptical, you know, his kind of, uh, quintessential Adam Sandler with his stupid, uh, voices and stuff like that. But, uh, once I got into it, I was, uh, really enjoying it. Um, I think it was just because it was the Halloween, uh, you know, time. Um, I really enjoyed it. I would highly, highly recommend it. You know, it's not the 
most intelligent watch you'll ever be, but it's a fun, you know, kind of family Halloween watch. Now, uh, last time we talked about this, I did a Adam Sandler impression. <laughs> and um, it is also lost. But uh, Rodney, do you want me to, to try it again? Yes, please, because I will okay. tell you if uh, if it doesn't come out as great. If it lives up, yeah. Let everyone know that it was spot on last time. Okay. All right, let me try. All right, here we go. <clears throat> oh, hello there. I'm QB Halloween. <laughs> Is that what he sounds like the whole time? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's more Waterboy than uh, the the other one. Yeah. Well, then that was all good. of them. That was good. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they all sound like. <laughs> that was really good. Um, what else have you been watching, Shane? Uh, I we're into season six of Shit's Creek. Uh, we're about halfway through this last season of Fargo. Um, with uh, Chris Rock, which is really good. Um, Chris Rock's in Fargo. Yeah, this this newest season. Oh. It's a uh, 1950s Kansas City. Um, it's yeah, it's really good. It's probably not. I don't know if it's as good as the the first couple seasons, but it's it's really good. Oh, I watched. Uh, so we watched the pilot of Thirty Rock. Um, oh yeah. And it was okay. Not for you, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I, we'll probably give it a shot when you know we have really nothing else to watch. Um, you, so you hope definitely last should. Thing the world to watch. You definitely <laughs> should. It is, it it is for sure worth your time. By the time you get to season two, you will be all in. Yeah, yeah. The first episode was eh, um, but no, it, it was, you know, okay enough that I, I think we'd stick with it. How about you guys? Rodney? Uh, we've been watching The Handmaid's Tale. Ooh, how far are you? Uh, we are, like, almost at the end of season three, so pretty much caught up. Yeah, what do you think? It is intense. It's amazing, like, right? Yeah, it's really I love that good. show. It, it, it gets me fucking pissed and... It's, it's at the same time it's 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 really good really really good. i mean it's right up my alley because i love those kind of uh you know 1984 exactly just that dystopian kind of i mean that's like you know that's what a zombie movie is you know in, in essence so i i love i love that show yeah it's really good um, yeah i think that's all we've been watching I, I watch a lot of blues clues in you so Ooh, nice yeah, is that the the animated one? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, correct. I remember watching the the OG with the Steve. that guy. Yeah. yeah, and then the, just the puppy and the environment was animated. Yeah, it, it's it's my daughter loves it, so nice. I love it too. Then, Matt. Yeah. Um. So let's see. We um, tried to consume as much Halloween content as we could um, leading up to Halloween. Day of Halloween, we made the kids stay off of video games all day, um, which I still have not heard the end of. Um, <laughs> and uh, we had a movie day. Um, 
you know, trick-or-treating wasn't quite what it uh, normally is this year. Um, so we knew that the boys weren't going to have necessarily the the same amount of fun that they that they usually do um also my oldest has officially aged out of trick-or-treating he does not care at all um he uh we we did end up going out for a little bit he wore a a reaper costume he refused to put on the mask he wore a baseball hat and he said he was a reaper on his day off so (laughs) Um, which nice. was pretty good. Um, yeah. So we watched movies all day. We watched um, we watched the first Paranormal Activity. We watched Blair Witch Project. We watched Beetlejuice. We watched Hocus Pocus. Um, we watched. Everyone watched I, those movies. Yes, that's correct. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Um, I um, well, so Nicholas didn't. My, my, my two-year-old, he, he did watch Beetlejuice and he did watch Hocus Pocus, but um, the boys watched uh, Paranormal and Blair Witch. Um, wow. And every year, yeah, my oldest cannot handle scary movies. He basically watched from behind a blanket. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but my middle child, um, he loves having the opportunity to make fun of his older brother. So he, even <laughs> if he's scared, he forces himself to watch it and more or less calls his brother a pussy the entire time. <laughs> Nothing's even happening. On, Why are you hiding? It's just a You don't movie. even see the witch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, we watched something else too. Another scary one. I can't think of it though. Um, but I also, I watch, I watch Halloween every year on Halloween. So um, that's how I ended my my night on Halloween, um, and then my wife and I watched the uh, the haunting of Bly Manor. Um, did you finish it? The I did. I was yeah. I was um, gonna bring that up after you were done. So, it's it's good. Um, it's uh, it is not. You know. The, the haunting of, of Hill House kind of set a standard of, yeah. like, of like actually, you know, actively trying to scare you. Um, and this one, not so much. It's more, I mean, it's it's still obviously a, a, a haunted house situation. But this is more of like a kind of like a, a beautiful story about like grief and loss. And it's still good. It's just not necessarily what I'm looking for. Um, so Hill House was like an A or an A minus and Bly Manor's like a B minus or a C plus. Um, I, I thought it started out good and it ended fine, but the middle was just dragging on so much. The um, only, there's only ugh. one episode in the middle that I enjoyed and it was the one that felt most like Hill House. Um, where um, anybody that is planning on watching it, earmuffs right now. Um, Han- the, 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 the Hannah episode where there's a bunch of time jumps. Yeah. Yeah, that one made me feel like I was watching Hill House again. It felt very, yeah. it felt very familiar. Um, but yeah, you're right. I, the, oh, the beginning man. is the beginning's strong. The end is, is pretty good. Um, 
but there is a there is a lull in the middle. There is there. a big stretch in the middle. Um, but yeah, it's 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 very it's very different. Um, for anybody that uh, I would just say anybody that enjoys the creator Mike Flanagan his his work, then it's it's worth checking out. Everybody else can probably pass on this one. Um, and I, that's really it. That's really all I've. I've had time for, um, so yeah, I can't think of anything else. Rodney, did you watch Bly? Bly? No, not the, yet. The Bly Manor, no. Yeah, no. Are you planning on it? Uh, I did like I I liked Hill House a lot. I thought that was it, good. It's definitely not as scary. So if that's what you're worried about, um, oh, that's good. Yeah. Because I'm a bitch. There, there are some moments, but it's not the the constant, you know, Jump fear scares. that they they pulled out of you in in the first yeah. one. Yeah. Um, also, I, I should mention that we we rewatched Hill House right before starting Bly Manor. That show is just awesome. It's yeah, so, so it's good. so good. Um, so good. The 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 ending's a little a little weak, um, but beyond that, I mean. The first nine episodes are just a a home run every single time. Um, what would so you think of the guy? Anybody that uh, has not seen that, go ahead. The guy's Irish what? accent. What do you think about? What did you think of that? So, <laughs> I had to look everybody up because I was like, "All right, who here is British?" He's English, um, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Oh. And they forced him to oh. try to sound like Conor McGregor, and it's fucking <laughs> terrible. Um. Uh. Man, um, it, it was so bad that in the beginning you don't know what it is, and then you finally yeah. kind of okay. I, I I see what he's going for, but he's not quite getting there. Yeah. Um, oh. So, um, Uncle Henry, that that guy, um, he has a pretty good British accent in that in that show. Rodney, yeah. you know him as the dad in all the flashbacks. The young dad, in, yeah. In Hill House. Oh, okay. So, first of all, he's from Texas. So that British accent is a is a total acting job and it's fantastic. Yeah. yeah but also, he's Elliot in ET. Yes. Oh, okay. Fuck me. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> so is it the same actors from the first one? It's Some. a lot of them, yeah. Some. Yeah. Um it's Four that I can think of. Um, yeah, the the druggy brother, the young dad, yep. uh, the mom. Oh, five. And then, and then the young, the younger daughter, the youngest sister. Who else? The um, the middle sister. As a grown up, she's the the main. Um, she she's the main ghost. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see that. Nice. Yeah. The mother cool. from Hill House is in it? Carla Gugino? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. So um so now we are going to try to give a brief rundown of everything that got scrapped in the previous recording. Oh yeah. It's business time. Uh, he did 
hit that drop in the last one for the people that missed it. Um, um wait, there's there's one thing. Um, what what were you talking about? Back to the Future or something? Number. <laughs> so that, what? I think that's was, key to mention. Yes. Yes. So um, in the last recording, um, we were giving a a very brief rundown of what happened in part one, the the podcast that actually um, made it to air, um, and uh, unscathed. Um, at, yes. Um, at some point, I started singing "Back in Time" from Back to the Future, and um, I then requested that Shane play Power of Love at the end of the episode. So that does end up happening. <laughs> so Spoiler you're alert. Com- so you're not completely confused when that starts playing. <laughs> um, okay, uh, Rodney, do you want to do like the first half of the quick rundown and then I'll take the second half of the quick rundown? Uh, sure. How quick are we doing? Like a real brief overview of each scene i guess i would say so yes light okay. speed light speed all right light speed go. so we go at we, we are beginning end game at first it's clint barton who's known hang as on whoa 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 no 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 i we should do a rundown of of, <laughs> of the stuff that's not in the first podcast Oh my god, dude, you're right. This is they got split into two. <laughs> Holy fuck. You're telling me we did four hours worth of fucking podcast. Yeah, man. Right, where am I starting at when they We should have just canceled the whole thing and just told Shane to watch the fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I offered to to do this whole recap thing, so That's true. You did. Oh shit, that is right. Okay, give me one second here. Let me find where I'm at. You just got jammed. <laughs> yeah, we got jammed in the ass. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> okay. Hey, while uh, while Rodney's looking, um, uh, our last draft episode, uh, I had a bunch of clips for different characters that I thought would come up on the uh, shittiest um, TV show characters, and I want I want to play a couple of those. So Jonah Ryan, remember he's from Veep. Um, these are pretty funny. Well, how am I doing? Eating so much pussy, I'm shitting clits, son. Hey! <laughs> this is elementary school! Watch your spewing mouth, you animal! So Jonah Ryan is, uh, like an aspiring politician. He's on the campaign trail, and he's at an elementary school, and he, he, his phone rings, and that's how he answers his phone in front of a group of kids. Um, and then his, uh, his uncle campaign manager guy... Uh, is the one that's yelling at him, telling him, what the fuck are you doing? Uh, this is another one that's uh, like a long clip of uh, a bunch of nicknames that, that he's called. The Pointless Giant, The 60-Foot Virgin, Chimpanzee, Jonah Ono, Hagrid's Nutsack, Scrotum Pole, Transgender Formers, 12 Years a Slave to Jerking Off, Benedict Come in His Own Hand, Guy Scraper, The Cloud Botherer, Supercalifragilistic Expialy Dick Cheese, Teenage Mutant Ninja Asshole, Spubaca. Uh, my college friends called me uh tall mccartney i preferred that that's a good nickname <laughs> benedict's coming my hands is the funniest uh, thing i've ever heard <laughs> uh, all right i think that's the 
best ones. I've been playing the rest kind of here and there. <laughs> What's up, Halpert? Still queer? <laughs> Sorry. Well, remember, everyone's suited up, and they're ready to... Uh, do the time heist? Do the heist or whatever. I don't know what that means. But they're so, they're all they're all in their what are they red like red and gray? So they're getting ready. Cap does a team talk. Uh, they start to go into the time vortex. So there's three teams. Each one gets one shot to get uh, to get all six stones. Okay, Steve gets gives his Captain Mary gives his inspirational speech to rally them, and boom, they're off to the quantum realm to uh, to do their separate missions. Missions are, in mission one, it's Tony, Scott, Steve, and Smart Hulk. Tony, Scott, Steve, Smart Hulk are going back to 2012 New York. So that, if, if you remember, that is the first Avenger film, right? Yep. So they're going to get the Space Stone, the Mind Stone, and the Time Stone. Uh, mission two is going to be Thor and Rocket. Thor and Rocket go... Back to 2013 Asgard. Asgard, right? Right, correct. So Thor, Thor sees his mom, gets all teary-eyed. Rocket has to basically work on his own. There's a real touching thing between Thor and his mom where Thor is going to, like, warn her. But then she's like, no, you can't do that. And he, he, he gets his hammer back, right? Or at least right. a 2013 version of his hammer. And they're successful, right? Correct. And they get the reality stone, which is the ether that's in Jane Foster during yes. Thor 2, remember? Yeah, yeah. That, he comedically had to, like, jab her with a big syringe and all that stuff. Correct. Yeah. Mission 3 is Rhodey, Nebula, Natalia, and Clint. Ooh, this one was tough. Yes, so this team is the one that went to 2014 Morag, which is Guardians of the Galaxy 1. Yes. Um, so on Morag, it's Rhodey and Nebula, and they're there to get the Power Stone, which is that orb. Um, and then at the same time, flying away to Voramir on the Benatar is, uh, Clint and Nata uh, Natasha. I'm sorry, I said Natalia. It's Natasha. Natasha? Yeah. Um, to get the Soul Stone. Uh, though they don't know where it is or what it takes to get it they just know that's where it's at yes so we're at mission one um uh, and back to the 2012 battle scene of new york um, the t the two versions of the same people are seen in the same scene so there's that you know hulk is like smashing smart hulk is smashing a car comedically acting like he's a rampaging monster um the first hulk you see is using Loki from Avengers as a play toy by smacking him around on the ground, which was funny. It says puny God. Uh, and the characters are kind of just like hiding in the, in the shadows, watching, you know, waiting for the moment to get the, the reality, the, the stones, sorry, not the reality stones, but the stones, the team one, which is, and it, this is in Loki's uh, scepter thing, right? Yeah, one of them is Loki Scepter, correct. Okay. Um, the Time Stone mission, it's uh, Hulk 
going uh, to to um, then the Sorcerer Supreme, which is the ancient one, the uh, the lady. Yeah, so th- I remember this was, I think it was my favorite part of uh, what we missed because their whole logical argument about, you know, well, I can't let you do that. But then he convinces her, well, you, you, you have to, right? Correct. So she, he tries, he's like, I'm here to get the stone. She's like, I can't let you have it. He's like, I'm not asking. He tries to get it, and she astral projects his body out of the Hulk's body. Yeah. Excuse me, Bruce Banner's body. Uh, Bruce Banner's soul or whatever. Um, the ancient one is the, uh, she has the Eye of Agamotto, um, which still at the time has the uh, time stone in it. Um, we find out later that Stephen Strange will end up possessing it in 17 uh, during the movie Doctor Strange. But yeah, so she lets him know, hey, there's, you know, you're going to pluck it out. It's going to create a whole new timeline. I can't let you do that, which is why she was stopping him. Well, that's and the, the rest, the rest of it, uh, the rest of the Ancient One and Bruce's conversation will be featured in the actual podcast. Correct. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Okay, maybe I should <laughs> put my two cents in. <laughs> uh, mission two, it's uh, Rocket again, and um, Thor. Rocket recaps the mission. Uh, he has delivered... Uh, he, he's going to extract the reality stone from Jane. Um, one problem, though, Thor doesn't want to deal with this. He wants to just drink instead. And when he sees his mother, Frigga, and recalls that this is the day that she dies... Now he really doesn't want to do this. Rocket lectures him. They've all lost people, but tells him to pull himself together and they can save uh, the snap people uh, that they've come to save. Uh, Thor indicates he's back on board, but uh, when Rocket goes, Thor then flees and Rocket's all alone basically to do the mission by himself. And then we have mission 3A, we'll call it, and 3B is the other one. So basically the ones that set in Guardians of the Galaxy. So 3A is the Soul Stone mission. Um, Natalia, Clint are on the Benatar again, trying to get to um, Boromir, and they talk about oh, this is a long way from Budapest. I still don't know why that means anything, but whatever. Uh, Nebula and Rhodey wait for Quill to turn up so they could follow him to get the realities, uh, I'm sorry, to get the Power Stone. Um, Nebula suggests that they hide since at this point in time there are two versions of her there not like in that in that timeline Yeah. Rhodey asks Nebula what her 2014 version was like um, and then we kind of like I think we cut to the scene right where it's like a 2014 Thanos which is uh, shows his generals which is Gamora Nebula like conquering a planet for him um, while while she's well after Rhodey asked her that question, so past Thanos, you know he talks to Nebula. Um, Nebula is busy like killing enemies, um, but still needs a hand from Gamora, which she hates having because she wants to be better than her. Gamora says Thanos has found out that there's an Infinity Stone on Morag. Thanos kills. Uh, enemies himself as Gamora and Nebula worry um, what would happen if Thanos I, I got a question sure 
Is it... <coughs> do we find out how long Thanos had been searching for the stones? I don't think they ever really say. No. Yeah, no, it's never really... Yeah, it's never really said. I mean, I guess... Um, theoretically, he started when... Um, he his his planet went down or whatever? Yeah, I mean, I think the, the plan was really set in motion when he sent Loki to retrieve the Tesseract um, in the first Avengers movie, I guess. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, Pass Thanos in that timeline uh, is killing enemies as and Gamora is talking to Nebula asking, you know, aren't you worried what would happen if you found all the stones? Um, they've, they finished their mission. They're on the, on their, on the ship. Uh, Thanos comes around. He says he located the power stone. And he and just before he tells them to, you know to go get it, Nebula cries out in pain uh, from her head and projects a hologram of Rhodey having a conversation with Nebula about the stone. And Thanos is like real intrigued and wants Nebula brought to brought in to be inspected. So while that's going on, we go back to New York. Uh, Tony gets to the Avenger Tower penthouse and spies on all the Avengers because they just defeated Loki uh, and they've retrieved the Tesseract and Scepter. Uh, Steve confirms S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, is coming to get the Scepter. Tony uh, sees Natalia or Black Widow from then with the Scepter. Um, she, uh, Black Widow gives the Scepter to Agent Stillwell. And Agent Stillwell takes it into the elevator with Brock Rumlow. And we remember him as Crossbones. Yep. Um, uh, we pull back to see Natasha uh, hands it over to Stillwell. Um, Loki does, you know, his little line, if it's all the same to you, I'd like to have that drink now. And over the comm, so the Avengers from the future have the their comm links between each other. Um, Tony says something hilarious about that outfit not doing does nothing for his ass. Mm -hmm. um, and we reveal that Tony Stark has a tiny Scott Lang on his shoulder, and um, Scott Lang says, "Well, Cap, I think you look great in that," and that's America's ass. So that's the funny moment, right? Um, right. We're in. We're at Stark Tower still, and we're at the hallway. Um, and Tony's uh, over the comm says, "You know, the Mindstone's on the move." Steve says he's in position. Uh, Natasha and uh, had gave given the scepter to Agent Sit uh, Sitwell. Uh, he begins to you know look at it. Uh, she says, "Careful with it." They take off into the elevator. Um, where we have uh, Rum Rumlow again. Um, he says they pl they he we promise to be extra careful. Uh, Scott stares at Sitwell and Rumlow, and he asks, "Who are these guys?" Tony says, "Shield." Well, actually, they're Hydra agents. And Tony says, uh, "You're for being a small guy. You're speaking really loud, so kind of keep it down because they're still trying to you know get everything coordinated." Um, Steve, Captain America at the time, says, I'm on my way down to the coordinate a search and rescue, basically help all those people who are hurt during this time. And Loki mocks him and, 
you know, looks just like him, you know, like transforms and does, you know, I'm, I'm coming downstairs to do a search and rescue for you. Um, when we're, so he's, they move Thor to the main elevator. Uh, I'm sorry, they move Loki to the main elevator and Thor asks if Stark was coming and um, so they all they place the Tesseract in an alm, uh, aluminum uh, case, right? So Tony says, one sec, just packing up lunch, which is the Tesseract and that's when future Tony tells, alright, little buddy, uh, there's the stone and he kind of gets his plan going to get the space stone from him. Tony flicks him across, and he goes sailing into the case. Uh, future Tony jumps out the window with his bleeding edge armor forms around him, while regular Tony follows everyone else in the elevator. And the, unfortunately, the Hulk has to take the stairs because there's no room in the elevator. We are then seeing we see Tony circling around the building, uh, passing the uh, service elevators that's crowded with Rumlow strike team. Tony over the comm says, Cap, I make 10 of them, just past the 80th floor. And Steve says, got it. And he heads to the lobby. Or he says, got it, head to the lobby. Uh, and Tony says, already on my way. Stillwell, Rumlow, and the Strike Force team descends. Um, Stillwell says, Cap, I thought you were coordinating a search and rescue. The door opens, that's why they see Captain America. And he says, change of plans, Captain America. Rock, Brock, Rumlow says, Cap. And Steve's like, Rumlow. So they're kind of giving a little pleasantries. And then Sitwell says, um, oh, I'm sorry, Captain America says, the secretary's office asked me to get to run point on the scepter. And Sitwell says, I don't understand. And he said, um, Steve says, there's been word that there might be an attempt to steal it. And he reaches for the scepter, but Rumlow holds tight to it. Rumlow, uh, and says, you know, I can't allow that, Captain. Uh, Sitwell says, I'll have to check with the director. And at that point, that's when Steve whispers in uh, Sitwell's ear. He says, Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra, yeah. Correct. And then their eyes go wide. Uh, so they're like, oh, we got Captain America on our side. Congratulations. Um, we go to the elevator. Uh, it opened, The doors open, and Steve walks out with the scepter. Success. They got the scepter. Still in the stairwell, we have the Avengers Hulk from the first movie. Uh, he's lumbering down the stairs. He's, you know, taking chunks of the corner because he's too big to make it, you know, down without destroying things. Um, Tony Stark from the first Avengers. Uh, he carries the Tesseract case in the lobby, followed by Thor and Loki. Uh, the SWAT troopers clear a path, um, and Lang said. Uh, Lang is like was hiding. I'm sorry, he was hiding in uh, Tony Stark's hair, and then he says bombs away and drops into Tony's Black Sabbath shirt, where he has his uh, battery pack on his chest, right? Yeah. Scott goes into the clavicle area, and um, he says, "You smell like Axe body spray." Uh, he says, "Yeah, I." Uh, Tony over there and comes says, "Yeah, I carry it. Keep a desk. I keep a can in my desk for emergency, um, but let's keep focus." Uh, Scott squeezes between Tony's skin and the, the power source, and he's about to go do something. Alexander Pierce intercepts the team. Uh, ask, he's like, Mr. Secretary, that's um, Robert Redford. 
they're having a conversation between the original uh, Avengers and uh, with him. So they, he wants to know what's going on with the Tesseract, basically. And Scott studies the the copper wiring inside of Tony's um, uh, God, what's it called? His battery pack. Anyways, uh, I'll find out. Uh, Tony over the intercom tells him, "Go ahead and pull that that copper wire. It'll give me a minor cardiac uh, uh, heart attack." And uh, Scott says, "That doesn't sound like it's a good idea." And he says, "It's fine. Just go ahead and do it." Um, and then he pulls the plug and he says, "Here we go." Arc reactor. The arc reactor. Thank you. Uh, Tony seizes up, drops the tesseract case, and it. Uh, you know, fall. Yeah, it's he falls to his knees, and everyone's attending to him. Uh, Thor is like Stark. Uh, somebody get help! Is uh, is your chest machine? And uh, during all the commotion, that's when um, the case falls right into our featured Iron Man, Tony Stark's hands, and he starts going towards the side door. And Tony says over the comm, "Meet me in the alley. I've just grabbed a slice of famous rays." As he's doing that, Thor, in his rage or comedic rage, Hulk. opens the door really fast and Hulk. boom. Not Thor. Oh, I'm sorry. Hulk. Yeah, Hulk in his rage opens the door and then boom, right into Tony's face and basically knocks him out of the game. Uh, Scott, you know, Scott Lang says, yep, that wasn't supposed to happen. Um, Thor realizes something's happening. He asks, where's Loki? Uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. team fans out on alert. We go to Steve heading down the hall um, because... Do you want me to jump in? Yeah, go ahead. Um, 2020 Captain America is going down a hall. He has, well, I guess, 2019. Captain America heads down a hall. He's got the scepter. Um, security is looking for Loki because the Tesseract slid over to Loki, and he vanished. So now everybody thinks Loki is in the building. Um, Steve speaks into his comm, wants to know what's going on, and that's when 2012 Steve um, shows up, and now we have a Captain America standoff. And 2019 Captain America is very annoyed, and 2012 Captain America believes he has Loki in his grasp. Um, because earlier, Loki did the whole transformation into Captain America, so that's who he assumes that's who he has here. Foreshadowing. Yes, correct. Um, they do their standard uh, back and forth. You know, I'm, I'm not Loki and I don't want to hurt you. Um, you're not going to get the chance. And so they start fighting. Um, uh the 2019 Captain America punches um, 2012 Captain America. And you know how Captain America used to be real uh, corny. Um, he wipes blood from his lip and says, I could do this all day. And 20, <laughs> 2019 Cap is just like, yeah, I know. Um, so they fight some more. Um, they, I, I believe they tackle each other off of, like, like going down a, a couple stories at, at one point. Um, and uh, it rips open um, 2019 Captain America's belt compartments. And the compass falls out, opening to reveal Peggy's picture. And 2012 Captain America picks it up, 
very confused. Says, where'd you get this? And uh, current Steve Rogers says, PX, Camp Lehigh, 1943. 2012 Cap um, says, uh, well, he says, you've, you've got a lot of nerve. And they fight some more. Finally, 2019 Captain America overcomes him, knocks him out, and uh, he's face down, and he gets a good look at himself, and he says, that is America's ass. And then we, we move on. Um, the Ancient One and Bruce um, continue their conversation. Um, the Ancient One points out, you know, for each stone you remove, you'll create a new vulnerable timeline. Millions will suffer. Um, Doctor, can, can your science prevent all that? And Banner says, uh, no, but it, it, can, it can erase it. Um, meaning the um, Thanos' snap. Um, once we're done with the stones, we can return each one to its own timeline. At the moment, it was taken. So chronologically, in that reality, the stone never left. The Ancient One says, you're leaving out the most important part, though. In order to put the stones back, you'd have to survive. And Banner confidently says that they will. Um... By the way, I apologize that earlier I said this was in the podcast. I jumped the gun. Um, uh, <laughs> it is not. It is not in the podcast. Um, not AF. So, <laughs> um, I can't risk this reality on a promise. It is the duty of the Sorcerer Supreme to protect the Time Stone. Um, Sorcerer Supreme is probably the most badass name I've ever heard. Um, Banner says, yeah, then why the hell did Strange give it away? And uh, the Ancient One is baffled. And, um, yeah, pretty much. And she says, um, willingly? Why? And Banner says, don't know. Maybe he, he made a mistake. She says, or I did. And then she looks out over the city and says, you know, Strange is meant to be the best of us. Um, Banner says, then he must have had a reason. She says, I fear you may be right. Um, she takes the time stone out. She gives it to Bruce. And now the Avengers are officially in control of two time stones um, since Thor and Rocket completed their job as well. Um, we throw in it back. What? Infinity Stones, right? What did I say? You said two time stones. It doesn't fucking matter. We're moving. <laughs> They have a, a time stone and um, whichever one was in uh, Asgard. <laughs> um, I always forget. That movie's terrible. Thor 2 is awful. Um, so um, we throw it back to uh, the weird time warp we have going on with um, Nebula. Uh, Bad Nebula is hanging there suspended. Cables are traveling from her brain to a glowing wall of data banks. Um, Thanos looks at her and just says, run diagnostics, show me her memory file. Ebony Ma is going through it, and he says, the file appears entangled. It was a memory, but not hers. There's another consciousness sharing her network. Um, basically, uh, current Nebula is stealing old Nebula's Wi-Fi signal. Um, now, uh, Thanos says, so... Thanos thinks it's impossible. Ebony Ma says, this duplicate carries a timestamp from nine years in the future. 
Thanos wants to know where this other nebula is. Ebony Maw says she's in our, our solar system on Morag. And Thanos asks if he can access her. And he says, yes, the two are linked. So now Thanos wants to know if there's any evidence of the Infinity Stones in uh, the this duplicate nebula's memory. And that's when Ebony Maw finds a... Um, an image of the Avengers compound, and it is Steve, Tony, Rhodey, Scott, Smart Hulk, Rocket, Natasha, Clint, and Thor, you know, the whole gang, um, in the living area. And it jumps into where they are talking about the stones and how they need to get them back. Um, Thanos stares at, at, the, uh, at, the, at the photo and says, um, Avengers, unruly wretches. Um, and, uh, he asks what the reflection is and tells Ma to, uh, amplify it. And it, when it's amplified, it shows Nebula. And, um, Thanos says, this is the same Nebula from two different times. Set course for Morag and scan the duplicate's memories. I want to see everything. Um... We go back to Asgard, Thor and Frigga um, continue to have their emotional conversation. Um, this is when, this is, this is the part that you said earlier, Shane. Um, Rocket gets the, uh, the stone out of Natalie Portman and we're off. Um, and uh, Thor, Thor considers warning, or he tries to warn his mom about what is to come that day because this is the day that she dies. Um, and she says, no, uh, you're not supposed to, to find out, you know, you're not supposed to know your, your, your own future. So, um, you know, she, she convinces him to leave. Um, they have a nice, um, emotional moment and, uh, Thor and Rocket fly off back home. Um, now we're in Morag where Peter Quill is trying to get the power stone. Um, he gets it and, um, that's when, uh, Rhodey in the war machine gear, um, takes Quill out, uh, knocks him out, gets the stone. Um, he and, ne he and Nebula are, uh, planning on taking off, um, they are going to head back, and that is when Nebula experiences this terrible headache, and she collapses, seizing violently, and then she goes still, and her eyes snap open, and it projects a hologram of Thanos. Um, so, Rhodey is back in 2019, but... Um, the Nebula mix-up has potentially blown the entire mission. Um, so, Thanos, back in the uh, interrogation cell, Bad Nebula's eye beams. Um, Thanos studies his uh, hollow future self, um, watching his destiny play out in front of him. And he is, he is now living, I, I guess in a way reliving, but... He's living it for the first time. The moment when Bruce and the whole gang 
show up at Thanos's uh, farm and um, kill him. Um, and that's when he realizes that he is, in fact, inevitable. So, um, yeah, that's... I think we are now up to where things got went were put on the rails last time instead of going off the rails i was riveted even though i heard it before yeah so now podcast people loop troop pod squad rod squad um if you're still listening then you are clearly a very loyal (laughs) listener um we will now throw it to the rest of the podcast, which we recorded a few weeks ago. Um, enjoy. It is much better detailed and more put together than what we just did. Um, but we are human and we did not want to have to do all of that again. So, um, enjoy what's left of the podcast. Uh, we do all the plugs and stuff at the end of, of, of the show, so you'll hear all that anyway. Guys, do you wanna do you wanna say anything before we, we throw it? No, just sorry, sorry for the, the fuck up. And uh, uh, it, it was truly uh, truly a masterpiece, guys. I'm sorry we missed the first hour, but the, the last two hours, uh say magnifique. Ooh. Classy. Um Okay, well, in that case, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the rest of Avengers Endgame. Endgame. Scott Lang says, we don't have any other options. We can't go to any other times. No do-overs. We've only got one particle left each. Use it now. That's it. Bye-bye. We don't come home. Steve says, but if we don't try, nobody else comes home either. Tony says, I got it. There's another way to retake the Tesseract and acquire new particles. And he looks at Steve and says, military installation, garden state. Steve eyes Tony, beginning to understand. When were they both there? Tony says, I have a vaguely exact idea. Steve says, how vague? Scott Lang says, hang on, what's in New Jersey? Tony says, I know they were there. And I know how I know. Steve studies Tony a long moment. Steve says, looks like we're improvising. Scott Lang says, wait, what are you improvising? Steve hands Scott the staff. Scott, take this back to the compound. All right, suits on. Try these coordinates. Scott Lang says, Steve, Cap, Captain America, if you do this and he's wrong, you're not coming back. Steve and Tony let the weight of that sink in. He is right. Even so, Tony turns to Steve. You trust me? Steve says, I do. They stare at each other, then click. They both hit their cuffs. Tony and Steve shrink to nothing. We now go to the New Jersey woods in 1970. A 1970 Oldsmobile motors down a wooded road. The bumper sticker reads, Nuff Said, which I don't understand. Um, But I don't get most bumper stickers. Um, At the wheel, Stan Lee... um, Long hair, mustache, open shirt, sings along to the radio, and he passes by an army base. 
and yells out, make love, not war, baby. <laughs> um, so now we are at Camp Lehigh, birthplace of Captain America. Tony asks, you weren't actually born here, right? Now soldiers are marching past, and uh, Tony's in a lab coat, and Steve is in green khakis and a low-pulled cap and mirrored sunglasses. Steve says, the idea of me was, all right, if I was S.H.I.E.L.D. and I wanted to hide my quasi-fascistic black sight, where would I hide it? And Steve says, in plain sight. Steve nods at a man in a gray suit approaching a building. Tony touches his glasses. He x-rays into the ground, illuminating 20 floors of secret underground base. Uh, Steve and Tony get into an elevator with a female S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. She stares awkwardly at Tony. Steve keeps his hat down. Tony exits the elevator and then turns back to Steve and says, Good luck with that mission, Captain. Steve says, Good luck with your project, Doctor. Tony ducks out. The door closes. The agent turns to Steve and says, are you new here? And Steve says, not exactly. So Tony is now in this um, archive facility. Um, he sees a high-tech safe, grabs a briefcase, um, and boy, I don't know what that means. But he breaks the lock on the, uh, on the safe. And it opens, revealing the Tesseract. He looks at the Tesseract and says, you may not know it now, but someday you're going to be a real pain in the ass. And just then, as he's grabbing the Tesseract to put it into the briefcase, the archive door opens. Can you guess who's walking into the room? Uh, he's dead. Correct. Howard Stark walks in, says, hey, Arnhem, you in here? Tony locks the cube in the briefcase just before Howard Stark appears, carrying roses and a can of sauerkraut. Tony stares, stunned. Howard says, hey, I'm looking for Dr. Zola. You seen him? No, haven't seen a soul. Tony stands in front of his father, overwhelmed, and Howard looks at him a bit suspicious. Says, I know you? Uh, no, sir. Just visiting from MIT. And he holds out a, a badge. Uh, he generated a badge out of, out of nanotech and just to show it to him. Um, Howard says, that's so? Got a name? Tony says, Howard. Well, that's easy to remember. Uh, Potts. Oh, I'm Howard Stark. You seem a little green, green around the gills. Potts, need some air? Tony says, that'd be swell. And he leaves the, the briefcase. He distractedly walks away and leaves the briefcase. Howard says, do you need the briefcase? And uh, Tony grabs it. Now, we are now in Hank Pym's lab in the S.H.I.E.L.D. facility. And um, we focus in on an ant. And uh, the ant crawls in an ant farm on a, on a lab shelf. And um, Steve has called Hank Pym. Says, Dr. Pym? And Pym says, that would be the number you called, yes. This is Captain Stevens from shipping. We have a package for you. Pym says, so bring it up. He says, that's the thing, sir, we can't. 
And now it's it it shows Hank Pym in 1970, and it's the weird like de aging technology that movies yeah. are doing now, yeah. and it is fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, did you guys see the um, Irishman? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the de aging stuff is real funny in that movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, Pym, brown hair, lab coat. Says, maybe I'm confused. Isn't that your job? Steve says, it's just, sir, the box is glowing. And to be honest, a couple of our male guys aren't feeling great. Pim says, they didn't open it, did they? Um, so Pim runs out of his office. And as he's running, he runs past Captain America. Um, he watches Hank stalk off, and then he ducks into Hank's lab. Now... The Stark gentlemen are on an elevator together. Tony says, sauerkraut and a bouquet. Big night planned? Howard says, my wife's expecting. And too much time at the office. Tony's trying to figure out the dates in his head, probably trying to figure out what day he's born from this date. Says, congratulations. Howard says, thanks. How far along is she? Gee, I suppose uh, this far, showing his hands from his stomach. She's at the point where she can't stand the sound of my chewing, so I guess I'll be eating in the pantry again. Tony says, I have a little girl. And he smiles. Um, Howard says, a girl would be nice. Less chance she'd turn out exactly like me. Tony says, would that be so bad? Let's just say the greater good hasn't always outweighed my own self-interest. The elevator door opens. Steve is searching in Hank's lab. And he finally, he opens a fridge and finds a tray of brand new PIM particles. As he's leaving Hank's lab, he heads for the elevator. But it opens, revealing the female agent from earlier with, um, Rodney, do you know what an MP stands for? Military police. Oh, <laughs> with military police. And he says, you've never seen either of these men before? <clears throat> and the S.H.I.E.L.D. agent says, no, but I have an eye for this. Something looked fishy. And she <laughs> he says, describe fishy. And she says, one of them had a hippie beard. <laughs> <laughs> we talking Bee Gees or Mungo Jerry? She says, definitely Mungo Jerry. Over the walkie-talkie, the policeman says, this is Chesler. We need every available agent to sub-level six. We have a, pot a potential breach. Steve ducks through the nearest door, and he enters a darkened office. A glass wall separates it from another bullpen. Then he sees something on the desk. He stares, stunned at two photos. Rodney, tell him what the photos are. So the photos is Peggy Carter standing with JFK, and the other is Skinny Steve. You can take over. <laughs> oh, I see. Gotcha. <laughs> Steve turns the desk uh, nameplate around. It says Mar uh, Margaret Carter. Steve reali realizes that even 25 years later, Peggy never forgot about him. Just then, the bullpen door flies open. Lights snap on, revealing Peggy Carter uh, talking to someone in the hall. Peggy Carter. So send him in. Uh, 
the melee just says, they're trying, ma'am, but uh, Braddock's units have been stopped by lightning strikes. She says, oh, for the love of, I'll find the weather projections. They'll call Braddock and, uh, and tell him to sh uh, shelter in place, assuming he's bright enough to come out of the rain. And he says, yes, ma'am. So Peggy's going through her filing cabinet. She slips through the files, reading uh, in the dark. Um, so St they're kind of like in two different rooms. They are in two different rooms, but there's a glass that you can see um, into the other room. So she has the light on, but in the room that Steve's in, it's dark. So he kind of like walks towards the the window, and he can see her, see her just fine, but she doesn't see him. Um, okay. So uh, she you know she closes the filing cabinet and hurries out. Steve stares uh, after her for a long moment. He's like torn right now. This is the love of his life. So we're still at Camp Lehigh. Um, it's now back to Howard and Tony. Um, waiting um, uh, as they walk up to a limo. Tony so she's says, what, like 50? She, Piggy? Yeah. Yeah, she's 49. Okay. Uh, so they approach that limo. Tony asks, got any names yet? Howard Stark says, if it's a boy, my wife likes El, Mo El Monzo. Tony says, you might... Uh, let that stew a while. You've got time. Uh, uh, what are you, a couple years older than me? Howard asks Tony. He says, yeah, I guess. Howard says, let me ask you a question. When your kid was born, were you nervous? Tony says, wildly. Howard says, do you feel qualified? Like you had any idea how to successfully operate that thing? Tony says, I pieced it together as I went along. I thought about what my dad did. Howard says, my old man never met a problem he couldn't solve with a belt. Tony says, I try to hold on to the good stuff. Dad dropped the old pearl uh, here and there. And Howard says, like what? Tony says, no amount of money ever bought a second of time. Howard says, that's good. Smart guy. Tony says, he did his best. Howard says, I tell you, uh, I tell you, this kid even, not even here yet, but there's nothing I wouldn't do for him. Tony takes it in. He's super gratified. Just then, uh, Jarvis opens the limo door. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw the show Peggy Carter, but he's in it as Jarvis. Um, Howard Stark says, besides, if I fall down on the fathering job, old Jarvis is ready to pick up the slack. Isn't that right? He says, indeed, sir. I shall endeavor um, to teach the lad the rudiments of judo. Tony smiles at his old friend as Jarvis gets in the car. Tony notices, it, notices Steve waiting behind a jeep. Um, time to go. Howard turns to shake Tony's hand. He, uh, he says, Howard says, well, good to meet you, Potts. Tony says, you're going to do fine, Howard. He says, thanks. See you around. Tony says, count on it. As he gets in his car, Howard looks to Jarvis, and he says, Have we met him before? Uh, Jarvis says, We've met a lot of people, sir. And he Stark just says, Seems familiar. Weird beard. Because, you know, <laughs> yeah. has his little shave. And then we go to space. Um, so the sanctuary, Thanos' ship, or one of Thanos' ship, is cruising through space. Nebula goes tumbling across the floor. She gets to her knees, looking up at Bad Nebula. So they captured her. Okay. 
um, Bad Neighbor says, you're weak. And Nebula says, I'm you. And Bad Neighbor is like, shut up. They groan, they fight. Um, <laughs> shut up. Then, then Gamora enters. Nebula softens, taking in, uh, taking in her sister. her Because she's dead in her timeline. Yep. Nebula. I could stop this. You know you want to. I'm sorry. You could stop this. You know you want to. Um, did you see what happened in the future? Thanos finds the soul, uh, soul stone. Uh, moving on, Gamora. Um, she's starting to think. Um, you want to know how he does it? You want to know how he, uh, what he does to you? And Bad Nebula says, enough. And she smacks uh, her and leans in. And starts torture, torturing her. She says, Bad Nebula says, you disgust me. But that doesn't mean you're useless. She pries off. So the future Nebula has these orange panels on her head where, you know, the metal plates are. Yeah. Um, and the Bad Nebula has, like, the old one. It's silver, I believe. So she peels off the orange stuff. Um, and basically it's going to look like her, right? Yeah. So we're in the throne throne room of the the ship. Bad Nebula enters to find Thanos in his on his throne. She hands him Good Nebula's uh, space a uh, time space GPS. He smiles. Bad Nebula fixes Good Nebula's orange panels to her head, and she says, "How do I look?" Uh, at this point, we switch to the Benatar that is uh, approaching Boromir. Um, Natasha and Clint stand on the flight deck staring at the majestic purple planet. He says, Clint says, under different circumstances, this would be totally awesome. Uh, so we're on Vormir. Um, there's sand dunes. Clint, uh, f- uh, fires the, a pin particle. Uh, whoosh, the entire ship disappears. Uh, Clint lifts the shrunken Benatar and tucks it in his pocket. Clint and Natasha trek across the dunes of Vormir towards the mountain. Natasha and Clint climb ragged. Uh, they, uh, they, they climb. They approach the archway. Reality starts to... Um, Clint says, really starting to regret my choice here. Natasha says, yeah, I'm going to beat that raccoon. Um... I'm going to bet that raccoon didn't have to climb a mountain. Clint says, I don't think technically he's a raccoon. Natasha says, whatever, he eats garbage. So then the hooded figure approaches. You remember from Infinity War, right? Yeah. Um, He says, I assure you, you have nothing to fear from, from me. Clint says, this is creepy. The hooded figure says, Welcome Natasha, daughter of Ivan, Clint, son of Edith. And he's Clint says, Creepier. She says, Who are you? He says, Consider me a guide to you and to all who seek the soul stone. Natasha, great. You show us where it is and we'll be on our way. This was um, Red Skull, right? Correct. Yeah. He removes his hood and it's the Red Skull. Yep. Um, so on Vormir, we're at the top of the mountain. Uh, uh, you see a bunch of jagged rocks tilted to see a skull Natasha and Clint staring down from the altar so the Red Skull says what you seek lies in front of you as does what you fear 
Natasha says, the stone is down there? And the Red Skull says, for one of you, for the other, the stone demands a sacrifice. In order to take it, you must leave behind that which you love. Uh, Skull points a a bony finger down the well. Red Skull continues, a soul for a soul. Natasha and Clint stare down the well, stunned. So then, kind of cuts, the Red Skull stares down the well, robes uh, whipping in the wind. And Clint says, maybe he's full of shit. Uh, 50 feet away uh, of the monolith, Natasha and Clint huddle. Natasha says, I don't think so. Why? Uh, Clint says, why? Because he knew your daddy's name. Natasha says, I didn't. Uh, Thanos left here with the stone and without his daughter. You really think that's a coincidence? They both look at the well, heavy. Natasha says, whatever it takes. Clint says, whatever it takes. Natasha goes to Clint, resolved. If he, if we don't, Natasha says, if we don't get the stone, billions of people are, are going to stay dead. Clint says, then I guess we both know who it has to be. Natasha says, yeah, I guess we do. They take each other's hand, a long goodbye, except Clint is, he's like, I'm starting to think we uh, don't mean the same person. Natasha says, for the last five years, I've been trying to do one thing. Uh, get to I've been trying to do one thing Uh, this is all it's been about bringing everybody back Clint says do not get all decent on me Natasha says you think I want to do it I'm trying to save your life you idiot Clint says and I don't want you to Nat you know what I've done what I am now your life's worth 10 of mine she says I don't judge people on their worst mistakes Clint says, maybe you should. Natasha says, you didn't. So they're going back and forth. Um, Clint uh, says, you're a pain in my ass. You know that? She relaxes for the briefest moment. Just then, he swipes out her legs, pinning her down. And he says, tell my family I love them. She, um, She reverses, sending him tumbling. And she says, tell them yourself. She fires a widow's bite into his chest and makes a break for the cliff. She's halfway there when, boom, an exploding arrow knocks her off her feet. Clint faces, uh, races past her, leaping off the edge of the cliff. Just as he's falling, he's tackled midair. They drop, but Natasha shoots her grappling line uh, into the cliff. They slam to the side of it. He says, damn you. She says, let me go. He says, no, please no. Uh, the two friends stare at each other for a long time. Natasha says, it's okay. And he says, Natasha, no. Then Romanoff kicks off the cliff wall, yanking out of uh, his grasp. She falls. Clint dangles there um, with a grappling hook, staring down helplessly and um, as he screams. And then, boom, there's that whole light goes up and the world goes white. On Vormir, bottom of the mountain... Uh, Where the light fades, Clint lies floating in space. The camera rotates all around him, reflecting the sky. Um, And he's in the pool, like Thanos was, and in his hand, the soul stone. Uh, And his eyes well up with tears. And then we go to the compound. So, they all show up back on the platform. Smart Hulk holds the eye of Agamotto. 
Scott has the scepter, Rhodey the orb, Rocket and Thor the extraction device, and Tony and Steve the tesseract. Nebula retracts her time suit. Everyone looks around, exhausted and amazed. Rhodey says, are you telling me that actually worked? Smart Hulk says, did we get them all? Clint drops to his knees. Steve turns concerned, says, Clint, are you okay? Clint stares and he just looks broken. And that's when Smart Hulk realizes it. He says, where's Nat? Everybody stares. And then he yells, where's Nat? Clint looks up to them with tears in his eyes. Now, um, we are out by a river, and Smart Hulk, his eyes are red, standing beside a bench on the dock, and behind him are Steve, Tony, Thor, and Clint, and they are all grieving. Tony asks if she had a family, and Steve says, yes, us. Um, Thor says, why are you doing that? Tony says, I'm just asking a question. Thor says, why are we talking as if she's dead? We have the stones. Bring her back. Stop this shit. Clint squeezes away tears, says we can't get her back. What's he talking about? Of course we can. Says it can't be undone. That's why. Thor says, no offense, but you're a very earthly being. We're talking about space magic here. Can't seems a little definitive, don't you think? Clint says, well, I know I'm a little outside my pay grade here, but she still isn't here, is she? Thor says, that's my point. Clint says, it can't be undone. At least that's what the red floating guy said. But why don't you go talk to him? Why don't you grab your hammer and fly to that place and talk to him? It can't be undone. It was supposed to be me. She sacrificed her life for that goddamn stone. She bet her life on it. That line lands heavily on everyone. And it gets very quiet. Smart Hulk picks up a bench and throws it into the water. It skips across the surface like it's a stone. It says, she's not coming back. We have to make it worth it. We have to. And Steve says, we will. Now we're back in the compound. We're in the workshop. All six Infinity Stones rest behind safety glass. Now robotic arms enter the frame, plucking up the Power Stone. Tony operates the arms as Rocket and Smart Hulk watch. The robot arms swing the stone over to a new Iron Man gauntlet. Nanotech shifts and slides, holding it in place. Smart Hulk takes a deep breath. The completed gauntlet sits in a cradle, six infinity stones embedded in the back. We see Scott, Thor, Clint, Rhodey, and Steve watching Tony and Rocket fine-tune the glove. Rocket says, all right, the glove's ready. Question is, who's going to snap their freaking fingers? Everyone stares a beat. Then Thor reaches for the gauntlet. Says, I'll do it. Tony says, whoa, whoa, what are you doing? Thor, we haven't decided who's putting that on. Oh, were all of you just waiting for the right opportunity? Rocket says, maybe I was getting around to it. <laughs> <laughs> Staring at the thing isn't going to bring everybody back, is it? Look, I'm the strongest Avenger. It's my responsibility. Fate wills it so. Tony says, hold on, hold on. Thor says, stop. Let me do this. Let me do something good, something right. Tony says, that thing is channeling enough energy to light up a continent. You're in no condition. Thor says, what do you think is coursing through my veins right now? Rhodey says, cheese whiz. <laughs> <laughs> 
says, no, lightning. Smart Hulk says, lightning won't help you, pal. It's got to be me. You saw what those stones did to Thanos. They almost killed him. None of you could survive. Steve asks, and how do you know you can't? Smart Hulk says, we don't. But the radiation's mostly gamma. It's like I was made for this. Now the quantum tunnel lies in darkness. Then we hear a clack and some lights come on, revealing Nebula staring up at the waiting machine. Remember, it's bad Nebula. Um, We go back to the workshop. Smart Hulk studies the gauntlet. And now it's the moment of truth. Tony asks if he's good to go. Smart Hulk says, let's do it. Tony says, okay, remember, everyone Thanos snapped away five years ago. You're just bringing them back to today. Don't change anything from the last five years. Got it? Smart Hulk says, got it. We pan around and all of the Avengers are readying themselves. Steve steps forward, shield on his arm. Scott has his helmet on. Rhodey readies his repulsors. Rocket covers his raccoon junk and hides behind (laughs) Thor. Um, Tony armors up and then nanos a shield to protect Clint beside him. Friday, why don't you go ahead and activate barn door protocol? Now steel doors slide shut all around the workshop. Hulk holds up the gauntlet and says to himself, everybody's coming home. He slowly slips his hand into the glove. Suddenly, he spasms, taking in the power as Thanos did in um, Infinity War. Okay. He struggles with it. Thor says, what's happening? Take it off. Everybody's asking if he's okay. Finally, after a beat, he says, yes, I'm okay. Smart Hulk reaches out his hand and snaps his fingers. The stones flare. A bright surge of energy races up Smart Hulk's arm. He roars as his eyes blaze green. A blast whites out the screen. Now Nebula is still at the quantum console. She takes off her glove, revealing a perfectly intact arm. So that's the reveal that this is bad Nebula, although we've known that all along. She opens a panel in her arm, snakes out a cable, and jacks it into the console. The quantum tunnel boots up, and then she runs away. From high overhead, we see the time energy signature shoot from the hangar. An ominous ripple warps across the sky. Everything comes back into view. The gauntlet falls off of Hulk's hand and it rolls across the floor. Hulk collapses. His arm is withered and his side is burnt to black. Everyone rushes over to check on him. He asks, did it work? Um... Doors open, and you hear birds chirping, and a cell phone buzzes. Clint turns, and he approaches his phone, and he sees a photo of his wife, and it says, Laura calling. He puts the phone to his ear. He says, honey? At the window, Scott stares at a bird feeder. Dozens of cardinals and finches nibble on the seed. He says, guys, I think it, and then bang, the building explodes. Debris falls all over the camera. Rodney? 
So at the compound, a mushroom cloud billows over the Avengers compound. Nothing's, nothing moves. The smoke clears, revealing a bombed-out crater a mile wide. Uh, Avengers compound is destroyed. Then the light changes, and the sanctuary, the ship, uh, Thanos' ship, um, is hovering over the ruins like a vulture. An energy beam drops to the ground, releasing Thanos, flanked by a squad of Outriders. The Mad Titan looks around at the devastation he just brought. Thanos' daughter, Bad Nebula, says, Yes, father. Out of the smoke walks Bad Nebula, bruised and dirty. He says, So, this is the future. Well done. She tears off the orange headplate. She, uh, Bad Nebula says, Thank you, father. They suspected nothing. Thanos says, The arrogant never do. Thanos takes off his helmet, stares at the crater's edge, he says, go, find the stones, bring them to me. And Bad Nebula says, yes, Daddy. Thanos goes, wait. As he says that, we cut to underground garage, the ruins. Uh, Smart Hulk grits his teeth, holding up the ceiling with one good arm. His other arm burnt and lifeless. Uh, Rhodey lies in the rubble, War Machine suit sparking. He says, canopy, canopy. Rhodey's suit... Um, Retracts open. He hauls himself free. Uh, rockets trapped under some rubble as he's cr uh, crawling to him. The ceiling starts to rumble. Smart Hulk waves uh, his, like he's straining, trying to do everything he can to keep it up. Yeah. Uh, Rhodey says, Mayday, Tony, Cap, does anybody hear me? He finally reaches Rocket. Rocket uh, wheezes in pain. Rhodey says, hang on. Uh, the ceiling starts to give way. A million gallons of water starts rushing in. Rhodey tries to keep his head above water. And he says, Mayday, Mayday, we are taking on water. So we're in still in the ruins, um, but we're at the tool shop part now. Uh, we, we close up on Scott Lang lying on a silver metal floor. And you hear over a, um, a comm, anybody, Mayday, Mayday, Scott groans, uh, coming to... He says, wait, what? Revealing Tiny Scott lying on the, on the armory, in the armory, on the Iron Patriot helmet. Uh, rocket over the comm. Tell him to hurry. Ass is up, because it's breaking up. Rhodey says, trapped, drowning, no time. Scott jumps to, the uh, to his feet. Uh, says, no, wait, I'm here. He retracts. Uh, he spots water trickling through the cracked floor. Uh, we go to an access tunnel. There's water dripping from a hole in the roof of the access tunnel into Clint Bart's, uh, onto his face. He groans. He opens his hand to find his cell phone. His wife smiled on the screen. Laura, one missed call. He's amazed. He winces finding, um, he's been laying on, he, he's on top of the gauntlet. So he has the gauntlet now. It's bashed up, uh, out of shape, but all six stones are still there. He says, Cap, Stark, anyone. And there's just static. He peers down a dark, darkened tunnel. Um, then he takes off his bow. He looses a fire arrow, revealing dozens of outriders scrambling along the walls and ceilings. Uh, he grasps the gauntlet and runs, and the creatures just give chase. They go after him. Um, we go to another part of the compound, the lab. There's fire smoldering beneath the collapsed ceiling. Uh, moves through 
Um, the camera moves through a bunch of smoke, finding Steve out cold. Somebody shakes him. He wakes up to see Tony holding his shield. Tony says, uh, you lose this again, I'm keeping it. He says, what happened? Tony says, told you, we mess with time. Time messes back. Uh, Woozy Steve follows Tony through the ruins of the lab. Steve says, where are, we, where are the others? Tony says, uh, I read life signs maybe 800 feet down, but it's hard to tell. They reach the edge of the crater where Thor looks down at Thanos sitting on a rock, waiting. Tony, what's he doing? What's he, uh, what's he been doing? Thor says, absolutely nothing. The three of them stare a long time. Then, as, it, uh, as if sensing them, Thanos turns his head and looks their way. Steve says, son of a bitch. Tony, yeah. Steve, where are the stones? Tony says, somewhere under all of this. All I know is he doesn't have them. Steve says, so we keep it that way. Uh, this is their chance. So now Steve, Thor says, you know, it's a trap. Tony deploys his armor. He says, don't, th don't think I care, Thor. Just so we're all in agreement, Thor holds out his hand. Yolner flies into it. He holds out his other hand. Stormbreaker slaps into his palm. Crack, lightning strikes, and he's covered with his armor and cape. He says, let's kill him properly this time. He's still Steve fat? Steve tightens his... Huh? He's still fat? Yes, he's still fat. Okay. Well, his suit probably squeezed him in a little bit, but he's still chunky. Okay. Um, Steve tightens his shield, uh, leading them into the crater. Avengers compound, crater. Thanos sits on his rock, contemplating. Thanos... You could not live with your own failure. And where did that bring you? Right back to me. Tony approaches, weary, as if sneaking up on a rabid dog. Steve and Thor fan out um, on either side, so they're surrounding him. Thanos continues, I thought by eliminating half of the life, half of life, the other half would thrive. But you've shown me that's impossible. Life clings to the past like bloody fingernails. As long as there are those who remember what was, there will be those unable to accept what can be. They will resist. Tony says, yeah, we're all kinds of stubborn. Thanos says, I'm thankful because now I know what I must do. Thanos reaches for his helmet. Th uh, he says, I will shed this universe down uh, to its last atom. And then, with the stones you've collected for me, create a new one teaming it with life that knows not what it has lost, but only what it has been given. A grateful universe. And uh, Captain America says, born of blood. Thanos studies Steve as if seeing him for the first time. And he says, they'll never know it. Thanos draws his blade from his back. Uh, and he says, because you won't be alive to tell them. Tony glances over at Steve. Ready? Steve nods. Just as Thor charges Thanos, wham, all three Avengers attack, using their skills in concert. Thanos stumbles on his heels. The heroes push him back, relentless. Follow up through the haze to the sanctuary again. Matt? <clears throat> so Nebula is alone in a prison cell. And after a beat, the doors open, and she stares into the shadows. And she says, what do you want? Gamora steps into the cell. In the future, what happens to you and me? Nebula says, I try to kill you. Several times. 
but eventually we become friends. We become sisters. Gamora says, that's hard to believe. Nebula says, a lot of things that happen will be hard to believe. Gamora half smiles. She takes a, look, a long look at Nebula, and then she holds out her hand. Come on, we can still stop him. Nebula skips a beat, then grabs Gamora's hand, and they're on their way. Now we are at the underground garage where everything is just debris. Everything is ruins. Um, Smart Hulk is against the ceiling. Rhodey hangs on to a pipe as the water rises. Smart Hulk says, Rhodey, Rocket, get out of here. Save yourselves. Rocket, from below, gasping for air, says, no good. Couldn't even find a hole small enough to abandon you through. (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, Smart Hulk snarls in pain as the ceiling drops a foot. His legs buckle as he struggles against the weight. Then he sets his jaw and straightens his legs and lets out a typical Hulk yell that I would do right now if my kids were not sleeping. Um, uh, A raging river roars through the ruins. Boy, that's hard to say. Um, (laughs) A raging river roars through the ruins. Um, The Unabobber has oddly shaped feet. Um, (laughs) After a, after a beat, Scott Lang zooms past, riding a plastic bottle cap. He's, he's tiny. Um, Rhodey says, mayday, mayday. Scott Lang says, hang on, I'm coming. Um, back to the shrieking outriders chasing Hawkeye through the tunnels. What do, um, what do they look like? They're, uh, um, in Infinity War, remember those creatures that kept trying to go through the shield? They kept attacking and getting cut in half and stuff? Like think, dog, think yeah, they're like kind of dog, big the dogs. Hi- with... Hyenas from Lion King, if they were zombies. Okay. Yeah. Um, so Clint is trying to get an arrow ready to shoot at them. Um, just as he's about to shoot, the Outriders jump on him. Um, he hits a button on his bow, detonating the charges, um, bringing the roof down on top of them. He rolls, coming up directly underneath a vertical shaft. A cluster of Outriders escape the collapse, lunging for him. Clint shoots a grappling arrow up the shaft, ascending, but so do the Outriders, skittering up the sides. He draws his katana and starts slashing them left and right. Um, He tumbles into the upper chamber and gasps, thinking he's safe. And looks up to find Nebula. Uh, can you guess which Nebula this is? Uh, good one. No. It is, in fact, so, bad Nebula. So they were in the ship. The Gamora good and Gamora. Good One, yes. Yes. So they're working their way down to yeah. Earth. Yeah. Okay. Now, now things are about to get confusing. All right? So... <laughs> It's it, we're going to have two of the same person in one scene again. So I'm going to try to keep it as simple as I can. Um, Hawkeye looks up at Nebula and says, oh, hey, I know you. And she gently takes the gauntlet from Hawkeye. And then she says into her calm, father, I have the stones. And he's like, what? 
Clint tries to get up, but Nebula puts a boot in his chest and a blaster to his head. Gamora says, stop. Covering Clint, Bad Nebula turns to see Gamora, gun raised. Says, you're betraying us? Gamora says, not you. Good Nebula steps from the shadows, hands raised. Bad Nebula stares at her future self. (laughs) Boy. Um... Good Nebula says, you don't have to do this. Bad Nebula says, I am this. Gamora says, no, you're not. (laughs) Nebula takes, uh, sorry, Good Nebula takes a tiny step forward. She taps her head, says, you've seen what we become. Bad Nebula, Gamora says, sister, listen to her. Bad Nebula says, shut up, you're a traitor. Good Nebula says, you can change. Bad Nebula struggles. Her face is twisting, and she says, he won't let me. She fires at Gamora, just as good Nebula draws a gun and shoots her down, dropping bad Nebula. Now, um, good Nebula stares at her dead younger self, conflicted. Clint picks up the gauntlet. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I know, right? Wouldn't that kill her in the moment? I I don't know. Anyway. Clint picks up the gauntlet and pretty much says what we're all thinking. I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, now, crazy fight scene between the Avengers and Thanos. Um, Thor smashes his hammers together, hurling lightning into the back of the Iron Man suit. Tony sends the resulting overload at Thanos, but Thanos propellers his blade, holding back the blast. Thor uses Stormbreaker to bat Yolnir at Thanos. Thanos snatches Tony by the ankle and uses him as a shield against the oncoming hammer. Yolnir plows into the dirt. Tony goes tumbling out cold. Um, Friday tries to revive him. Boss, wake up. Now we go back to the ruins. Rodney? So in the garage, uh, Rocket, Rhodey, and Smart Hulk are gulping for air, inches from the ceiling, facing the end. Rhodey uh, glances over at Smart Hulk. He uh, says, see you on the other side, man. They take a last breath, then the water hits the ceiling. Uh, On the compound, Steve starts slashing at um, Thanos with a shield. The Titan brutally bats him aside. Thor attacks, but Thor drives him through a wall of debris. Thanos smashes his fist into Thor's face over and over again. Thor calls for Stormbreaker, but Thanos intercepts it. He presses the blade into Thor's chest, trying to drive it home. Then, across the field, Yolner rises in the air. Thanos grins, about to finish Thor off when Yolner flies in, knocks the axe out of his hands. His hand. Follow the hammer as it flies back to the only other man worthy enough to wield it. Captain America. (laughs) So now, half conscious, Thor sees Steve holding Yolner. And Thor says, I knew it. And Steve (laughs) attacks, cracking Thanos in the jaw with uh, with Yolner. Thanos stumbles back. Before the Titan can get up, Steve calls down lightning and sends it crackling into Thanos' body. Steve leaps up, 
trying to finish Thanos off, but Thanos rolls aside, headbutting Steve backwards. Thanos gets to his feet with a faint smile on his face. He wipes off his helmet and attacks Steve with his blade. Blow after blow, it's, it's all Steve can do to get his shield up. Thanos hacks the shield to pieces. It's breaking apart, finally knocking Steve across the field. Steve lies beaten, half a shield still attached to his arm. Thanos, in all my years of conquest, Thanos looks out at the tiny human struggling to stand. Of violence and slaughter, it was never personal. Thanos gestures uh, behind him as a rumbling echoes. Thousands of aliens ring the lips of the crater. The Black Order leader, a platoon of Chitari, uh, Sakarians, and Outriders. Thanos says, but I'll tell you now, the thing I'm about to do to your stubborn, annoying little planet. The ship, uh, the ship um, levitates and buzzes above. He says, I'm going to enjoy it very, very much. Steve stares at Thanos and his army. And even in the face of such overwhelming odds, he gets to his feet. Thanos stares, almost sad, and Steve tightens the broken shield to his arm and starts walking towards him. One man against thousands, all alone. But just then, Steve's calm crackles. He strains to hear. The calm crackles again. We can make out a muffled voice. It says, app, coming. And then Steve shakes his head, trying to clear it. Slowly, sound returns, and the words ringing clear. Cap, on your left. Who do you think said that? Ant-Man. No, Sam Wilson, the Falcon. Oh. Pull back, and we see a portal opening in the distance. Out of it flies Sam Wilson. Steve watches Sam soar over the field, then turns at, uh, as even more portals open up. From one, Doctor Strange, Peter Quill, Drax, Mantis, Peter Parker, and Kraglin, and the Ravagers. Um, from another... T'Challa, rest in peace, Okoye, Shori, Mubaku, Wa uh, Wanda, Bucky, Groot, the Wakandan army. From mm -hmm. a third portal, Valkyrie, Korg, Mike, M Mike, Mike, I'll call him Mike, and the Asgardian army. From so a wait, 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 wait. When they came back, they changed. So five years ago when they disappeared, they never disappeared? Or they just appear now. So they just appeared now. So they disappeared from five years ago to now. So, so they them, have they instant. have been gone. Yeah, they have been yeah. gone five years, but to them, it's a second. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then from a fourth portal, it's Pepper Potts in her rescue armor, Hope Van Dyne, and Wong leading a squad of sorcerers. Thor gets to his feet, calling Stormbreaker to his hand as Tony regains consciousness, staring out at the cavalry. Wong and Strange quickly find each other. Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange, is that everyone? Wong says, You want more? Just then the ground shakes and rumbles, explodes upwards, and giant man bursts from below. So Scott Lang, top floor, everybody out. He opens his huge hand, releasing Hulk, Rhodey, uh, uh, Rocket, uh, now in his... So Rhodey is now in the cosmic Iron Patriot armor. 
Uh, Steve takes in his reinforcement that stares out at Thanos. Pans a, so the camera pans across our heroes as Steve calls Yolner to his hands. What does he say, Matt? Avengers, assemble. <laughs> now. now. Yes, now. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> now, we could never in a million years <laughs> do this scene justice. <laughs> Because yeah, yeah. I saw this movie at 30 years old, and it took all of the restraint in my body to not jump up in the middle of the theater and just <laughs> yell out, fuck yeah! Because yeah. it is the most like intense. It's just so... They build to it perfectly. Like mm-hmm. Rodney and I saw it, I think, the same day. And... I texted him saying, dude, when Steve says Avengers Assemble, I lost my fucking mind. Yeah. And then Rodney yeah. saw it in a theater a second time, and he was like, holy shit, you're right. <laughs> I, <laughs> dude, I, almost, I, I started crying. <laughs> yeah. Tears were willing up, uh, welling up in my eyes, and I was just like, yeah, Assemble, guys. <laughs> it, <laughs> it is, yeah, like, that is... Most of this we can appropriately get the information across to you, but that specific moment right there is yeah, like the emotions. It's, yeah, yeah, it's so fucking good. Um, wow. Okay. Do, okay, do, do you so want then, me to go? Oh uh, yeah, go ahead. You're good. Okay. So, um, after Avengers Assemble, it is fucking game time, and Thor lets loose a battle cry as he charges. Everyone follows suit as the heroes flood the field. Across the way, Thanos smiles and points his blade. So we have two armies racing toward each other. Um, Ant-Man slugs a giant alien in in the jaw. Drax launches himself um, onto some aliens that were currently choking the life out of Korg. Um... Tony blasts overhead, uh, and um, Rhodey joins him. Together, they strafe the field. Steve and Thor fight together. Both hold out their hands. Stormbreaker returns to Steve. Yolnir to, to Thor. They're basically, like, taking taking turns. Um, Thor frowns when he, when he gets Yolnir and says, No, you take the little one. Um, <laughs> Tony's battling all of these aliens. Um... Then a uh, outrider knocks him down, and it's about to rip off his armor. And then Peter Parker webs the outrider, yanking him into the path of Ant-Man's foot. So he just steps on him and squish. Yeah. Tony, Tony stares at Peter and gets emotional. Um, he takes his helmet off. Peter takes his mask off. He says, Mr. Stark, holy cow, you would not believe what's been going on. Do you remember when we were in space and I got all dusty? I must have mm-hmm. passed out. Because I woke up and you weren't there. But Doctor Strange was, and he was like, it's been five years, they need us. And he started doing that yellow sparkly thing he does. (laughs) (laughs) So Tony just wraps his arms around him, smashing Peter's face into his chest plate. Peter, Peter, very muffled, says, oh, this is nice. (laughs) (laughs) Across the field, Star-Lord flies, firing down on Sicarian soldiers, 
one leaps off an outcropping tackling will quill into the wrecked fuselage where another Sicarian waits. Quill drops one, but the other raises his weapon to strike, and then bam, the Sicarian drops dead on top of Quill. He pushes the body off to see Gamora, who he thought was dead, and technically is. But this Quill is stares past, past Gamora, yeah? Yeah, Quill stares, and he's amazed. Gamora? He approaches, overwhelmed and emotional. I thought I lost you. He tenderly strokes her face, and then she kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> Twice. Um, he goes down, gasping for air. He says, you missed the first time, then you got them both the second time. <laughs> she stares down at him as Nebula joins her. and She says, this is the one? Seriously? Nebula says, your choices were him or a tree. Um... <laughs> Across the field, Clint runs with the gauntlet, pursued by a Chitauri ape. Just before the ape tramples Clint, Sam Wilson swoops in, cutting the creature down. He runs off. The heroes confer. What do you want to do with this thing? Steve, meaning the gauntlet. Steve says, get those stones as far away as possible. Smart Hulk says, no, we need to send them back where they came from. Tony says, there's no way to send them back. Thanos destroyed our time machine. Scott Lang Hold on, shrinking to normal size. That wasn't our only time machine. He clicks the keys to Luis's van. From a distance, we hear La Cucaracha. <laughs> Steve, Steve immediately gets it. Steve says, does anyone see an ugly brown van out there? Valkyrie scans the field from her Pegasus. Yeah, but you're not going to like where it's parked. Luis's van sits surrounded by thousands of aliens deep behind enemy lines. Steve surveys the field. An army stands between them and the van. Air and ground choked with enemies. Tony asks, Scott, how long do you need to get that thing working? Scott says, uh, maybe 10 minutes. Get it started. We'll get the stones to you. We're on it, Cap. Tony says, Doc, you said we win one in 14 million. Is this how it goes down? Doctor Strange says, if I tell you what happens, it won't happen. You better be right. Tony rockets away. Um, Rodney, do you want to jump in? Yeah. So across the field, it's Ebony Ma. Um, he rushes to Thanos. He says, Sire, the stones. Sire, uh, Thanos, the stones. <laughs> Thanos turns to see uh, Clint fighting through the horde, carrying the gauntlet. A coal of hammers... Uh, uh, hammers Clint uh, back then. T'Challa slashes through it all. He says, Clint, give it to me. Clint, Clint hands the give it to, to me. <laughs> he hands it to T'Challa, who tucks it in, uh, tucks it and runs across the field. Scott and Hope fly over a, a long platoon of Chitari um, and goes towards Luis's van. Uh, they grow. So they, they were. Sh they they were tiny and then they grow to normal size in the front seat of the out of the windshield thanos horde charges at the uh at their friends scott a um ignition is broken he has to hot wire it she says wait you know how to do that scott uh splices wires sparks fly i was in prison you know how to do a lot of things you learn how to do a lot of things so in the crater t'challa races through the horde uh, but then Thanos knocks him off his feet. 
the gauntlet goes tumbling. As Thanos moves in on T'Challa, all around wreckage begins to float. Thanos looks up to see Wanda hovering in the air, waiting for him. He took. E she said, you took everything from me. Thanos takes the blade off his back. He says, I don't even know who you are. She says, you will. And she just starts unleashing a storm of red energy, uh, wreckage just throwing all over him, just smashing him, right? T'Challa dives for the gauntlet. Suddenly, Ebony Mon manipulates the earth, pulling the gauntlet towards him. T'Challa wraps himself around the uh, glove, getting uh, dragged. Peter Parker, he says, I got it. And T'Challa turns to see uh, Peter whizzing past. Um, he hurls the gauntlet. Thwip. Uh, Peter snatches it out of the air. He lands only to find himself surrounded by Outriders. Peter Parker says, activation, instant kill. His robotic arms uh, slash with expert precision. So they're just like stabbing things. <laughs> He's shanking everybody. Bad. And across the field, Wanda is lifting Thanos in the air, ripping his armor off in pieces, then slamming him to the ground. Thanos groans. He's just outmatched. And he says, in his calm, rain fire, wipe them all out. Corvus Glaive fires uh, his fighting group. He says, but sir, our troops. He says, just do it, because he's struggling. Yeah. So high above, the, the ship opens its cannons and fires everything down. Uh, Wanda looks up, raising a force field just as the sanctuary's about to blow everything up. Um, Pepper... Sorry. The Sicarians and Jabari, Jabari, uh, like are flying as everything, <laughs> every square inch gets hit. So they're just that's what Jabari. I thought Jabari, Jabari Parker. <laughs> yeah, Sicarians. Jabari Parker is joining the Sicarians <laughs> because because Andrew Wiggins is on the Avengers side. <laughs> um, the barrage just destroys everything, right? And the riverbank, it cracks and forms. So Pepper cuts down an alien, then spots something off-screen. She says, um, is anyone else seeing this? Tony, Hulk, and Gamora turn to see water gushing from the riverbank, threatening to collapse the, the, dam, uh, the dam. Suddenly, Strange and Wong conjure two huge rune uh, shields to store all, uh, to shore up the bank. More wizards join, creating a huge rune levy. Uh... The sanctuary maintains its firing, and across the field, Steve spots Peter Parker gradually bring, being overwhelmed by Outriders. Peter says, I got this, I got this, and I don't got this. <laughs> Steve says, hey, Queens, heads up. Steve hurls Yolner over, uh, over all of them. Peter uh, webs on, uh, letting the hammer pull him out of danger. A mortar blast knocks him out of the sky, but Pepper Potts rescues him. She says, hang on, kid, I've got you. Um, he drags him above the fray and tosses him in to Valkyrie. Um, Peter Parker says, hey, nice to meet you. Ah, and Valkyrie spurs him uh, into high gear, uh, dodging cannon fire, but not fast enough. A blast knocks Peter to the ground. He gasps, um, covered in debris, still clutching the gauntlet. All around the field, the relentless barrage pins down our hero. Rocket and Groot dive for cover. 
Groot wraps the branches around them both. Rocket says, "At least you're going to, we're at least we're going out together this time." Suddenly, suddenly everything is silent. Rocket peers out from cover to see the cannons swerving upwards to the clouds. So the the cannons are shooting at the ground, and then for some reason it stops and aims upwards to the to the sky. Sam flies overhead and says, "What the hell is this?" Tony flies overhead, searching upwards. Friday, what are they firing at? And she just says, something just entered the upper atmosphere. Rocket looks up, a comet uh, heading straight for Earth. And Groot says, I am Groot. And Rocket says, just wait for it. What do you think it is? Captain Marvel? Motherfucking Carol Danvers. Rocket says, oh yeah. she She's bright. She's all in her binary um, light suit or whatever. Yeah. Rocket, uh, again... Um, Rocketing through the ship, basically. The engines explode. She goes right through it. Just boom, done. Steve says, Danvers, we're going to need a uh, an assist down here. She says, Roger, Roger. Um, so <laughs> we're at the van again. Scott twists wires on the quantum tunnel, hot wiring it. Scott Lang says, I'm almost done. Where's the glove? Matt? Carol lands in front of a dazed Peter Parker, who still holds the gauntlet tight. He looks up, confused. Uh, hey, I'm Peter Parker. Hey, Peter Parker, you got something for me? Peter hands it over, staring out at the approaching horde. I don't know how you're going to get th- get it through all that. And then we hear Wanda say, don't worry, kid. Peter turns to see Wanda, Okoye, Gamora, Nebula, Valkyrie, Hope, and Shuri waiting. Wanda's hands begin to glow. Okoye says, she's got help. At this point, um, no doubts, I'm just a girl starts playing. I'm <laughs> 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 just kidding. Oh, man. It should but be it, pretty cool. It should. It That's should. Funny. Um, Carol glances at Pepper and Mantis, then tucks the gauntlet under her arm and leads them out. At the ridge, Thanos spots the women of Marvel blasting through his troops. He tracks their path to the van. Scott kicks the rear doors open, exposing the quantum tunnel. Scott Lang yells out, 30 seconds! Thanos understands immediately. He grabs Proxima's spear from her and starts running. Across the field, Ebony Maw sends Wanda tumbling, but Shuri blasts him out of the sky. Cull Obsidian hammers Valkyrie, but Nebula takes him out. Carol keeps going, gauntlet tucked under her arm, getting closer and closer to the van where the quantum tunnel bursts to life. Across the field, grounded heroes look up to see Carol, now just yards away from the goal. She puts her head down, flying for all she's worth, but just as she reaches the gaping van doors, Thanos throws the spear. Boom. The van explodes sending Scott and Carol flying, taking out some of the wizards holding back the river. That's a weird sentence. Um, Thanos catches Proxima's returning spear. Time slows as Steve, Thor, and Tony spot the gauntlet lying unguarded in the dirt. The problem is, so does Thanos. Time resumes as they all scramble for the stones. They collide. Thanos snatches up the gauntlet, kicking Thor down. Thanos knocks Tony aside, 
then squeezes the crushed gauntlet, popping it open just wide enough to put his hand inside. Steve lunges, but Thanos throttles him. Finally clear, Thanos slips on the gauntlet. But before he can snap, Carol arrives. She grabs the glove, preventing him from closing his fist. He headbutts her, but she doesn't move. Carol presses Thanos down, but before he falls, Thanos pulls the power stone from its housing and punches Carol, sending her flying. This is all insane, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds fucking amazing. Yeah. The field goes quiet. Now, nothing stands in Thanos' way. Tony gets to his knees, realizing the Avengers are going to lose. Across the field, water starts to spill into the crater. Strange tries to hold it back, but it's a losing battle. He looks to Tony. Tony meets his eye, and in that moment, all Strange can do is hold up a single finger. One. Across the field, Thanos returns the power stone to the gauntlet, just as the energy surges through him. Tony lunges for the gauntlet in Thanos' hand, Nano clamping it in a vice. Thanos knocks him aside. He lifts his hand in the air, triumphant, and yells out, I am inevitable. Thanos snaps his fingers, but nothing happens. Confused, Thanos turns the glove over to find that the stones are gone. He looks to see Tony, nanoparticles sliding and shifting, forming a new gauntlet on his own wrist. Complete with six infinity stones, power surges through Tony, excruciating, but he still lifts his hand. And I am Iron Man. Rodney? Whoosh, the tidal wave evaporates into mist. All around the field, Sakarans and Outriders fold in on themselves, atoms disintegrating. Thanos looks around, watching his troops disappear, ship vanish from the sky, Coles, Chitari all blown away, leaving Thanos standing alone. After a long moment, he sits down on a rock and accepts his fate. He watches as his atoms dissolve. Finally, Thanos disappears. Across the field, Quill turns to Gamora, but finds her gone. Quill says, Babe, Gamora? And across the field, Tony Stark falls back against the upturned roots of a tree, armor smoking, arm withered and blackened, dying. Rhodey rushes to him, but with one look, he knows it's too late. Tony exhales, exhales, almost uh, letting go. Then, Peter Parker lands, kneeling, um, taking Tony's hand. He said, Mr. Stark, Tony, it's okay. It's okay, Mr. Stark. We won. You don't, you did it, sir. But Tony gazes past him. Rhodey puts his hand on Peter's shoulder, uh, guiding him away. As Pepper arrives, she kneels, heart, uh, heart sick. She says, hey, Friday, what have we got? She says, life functions critical. Pepper stares into her husband's eyes and knows. Tony, look at me. You're going to be okay. He stares at her, tears uh, welling up. He says, I'm sorry. She touches his face and leans in to kiss him. She says, you can rest now. When she pulls back, she sees his eyes fixed and glassy. Everything goes quiet. 
All around our heroes gather, the full weight of what's happened dawning on them. Tony Stark is gone. And then we fade to black. Um, but we come back to New York City uh, High School. Peter Parker enters a hallway teeming with students. He searches the crowd, finally finding his friend Ned as they embrace. Uh, we go to San Francisco. Fireworks exploding all over the skyline of San Francisco. Tony off screen. Um, everybody wants a happy ending, but it doesn't always roll that way. Maybe this time. As Cassie's uh, on Cassie's porch, Scott watches with Hope and Cassie, all of them grinning. At Barton's home on the front porch, two bikes lean on the porch of the Barton farmhouse. Then the front door opens, and Cooper and Lila Barton step out. And Tony again talking off screen. I'm hoping if you play this back, it's in celebration. I hope families are reunited. Hope we get it back. Hope, hope we get it back in some time in something like a normal version of the planet has been restored, if there ever was such a thing. She looks up at a Quinjet descending from the from the sky. Uh, we're in Wakanda. Um, on the palace balcony, T'Challa embraces his mother. Shuri uh, turns from them to the magnificent sunset. Tony again speaking off screen. God, what a world. Universe now. If you told me ten years ago that we weren't alone, let alone to this extreme, to this extent, I probably wouldn't have been surprised. But come on. Back at Barton's home, the Quinjet touches down. The rear jump door opens, revealing Clint. He stares at his family, and he's just overwhelmed. Tony again. Who knew that epic forces of dark and light could come into play? For better or worse. That's the reality our children get to grow up in. They throw themselves into each other's arm. He kisses their heads, tears in his eyes. Finally, he looks up to see Laura beaming tearfully, holding three-year-old Nathaniel's hand. Clint gathers them all into a hug. Uh, we're at Stark, his Stark home in the living room, the, the, the lodge. A hologram of Tony Stark projects from the Iron Man helmet on the table. It says, that's why I thought I'd probably uh, better record a little greeting in case of an untimely death on my part. I mean, death at any time is untimely, but this time travel thing we're going to try to pull off tomorrow has me scratching my head about the survivability of it all. But that's the hero gig, right? Part of the journey in the end. Uh, we find Pepper, Morgan, Happy, uh, Rhodey, Thor, Steve, Hulk, Clint all dressed in black watching. Tony continues speaking. What am I even tripping for? Everything is going to work out exactly the way it's supposed to. The hologram Tony seems to be looking out at the gathering heroes and Morgan in particular. Tony says, I love you 3000. He switches off the camera, vanishing. Tears streaming, Pepper kisses Morgan's forehead. Um, we're still at the compound uh, at the stairs. Pepper and Morgan slowly descend the stairs, uh, carrying a, um, a ring of flowers. The Avengers follow som uh, sombering. We're by the lakeside. Pepper raises the flowers on the, uh, rests the flowers on the water. Close to, um, uh, there's a close-up of a, uh, one of his um, battery packs. It says proof that Tony Stark has a heart. 
Uh, mm. We pull back past Morgan, Happy, past Steve, Sam, Rhodey, Wanda, Clint, Laura, uh, Lila, Cooper, Nathaniel, Thor, Hulk, Hank Pym, all of them. We keep moving past. They're all there to witness his burial, basically. Um, and it, the mourners move to the edge of the lake. Later, still at the lakeside, Clint looks out at the lake. Wanda approaches. Clint says, I just wish there was some way I could let her know that we won. That we did it. Wanda says, she knows. They do. They both do. Clint puts his arms, his arm around her. They stare out at the water. On the porch by the back stairs, on the porch, Happy Hogan holds Morgan's hand. Happy says, how are you doing, Squirt? You hungry? She says, uh-huh. He says, what do you want? She says, cheeseburgers. Happy takes a beat, chokes up, uh, like father, like daughter. Did you know your dad liked cheeseburgers? And she says, no, I didn't know that. I'm going to get you all the cheeseburgers you want. Um, and then we go to Asgard. Do you want to take that one, Matt? Yeah, thankfully, I just composed myself after I love you 3000. Um, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, so other than his daughter saying it, is that from something? Like a song or no, no, no. She, she, he said, "I love you tons," and then she said, "I love you 3,000. So that's okay. all that was. Okay. Oof! I'm glad you didn't make me say that. Um, yeah. I was okay. Choking up. Thor and Valkyrie look down on New Asgard. Valkyrie asks, "So when can we expect you back?" Thor says, "About that." Thor, your people need a king. They already have one, and she's a far better king than I could ever be. Valkyrie asks, are you serious? Thor says, it's time to be who I am rather than who I'm supposed to be. And a leader is who you are. You know, I'd make a lot of changes around here. He says, I'm counting on it, your majesty. Um, they have an emotional handshake. and She says, what will you do? He says, I'm not entirely sure. For the first time in a thousand years, I have no path, but I do have a ride. And he looks behind him, and it's the Benatar. And Rocket is at Thor's side and says, move it or lose it, hairbag. Um, Thor walks onto the Benatar, where Quill, Mantis, Drax, Nebula, and Rocket ready the engines. Thor says, home sweet home. Tree, good to see you. The Asgardians of the galaxy, together again. Mm-hmm. He, settles beside Quill, he settles beside Quill, who hollow maps their course. And Thor says, all right, where first? He swipes through images on the screen. And Quill says, you know, I'm still in charge here, right? Of course. Of course. He swipes the map again. <laughs> See, when you keep swiping my map, that sounds kind of like, of course, I know you think you're still in charge. <laughs> Quail, that's your own insecurities <laughs> bubbling up. <laughs> Drax says from, from the back, you should fight one another for the honor of leadership. Nebula says, sounds fair. Quill says, that's not necessary. Rocket, I've got some blasters right here, unless you want to use knives. Mantis says, oh yes, please, use knives. <laughs> Quill says, no one's using knives. Groot yells out, I am Groot. Quill and Thor exchange nervous laughter. Thor says, there'll be no knifing young quail today. 
<laughs> Everyone knows who's in charge. There's a long, awkward pause. Quill says, me. Right? And Thor just <laughs> smiles. <laughs> um, let me interrupt. So I had to look it up. The, the Benatar... So the Milano was the first ship in Guardians of the Galaxy, but after they got wrecked from getting the Power Stone, they rebuilt it. Uh, basically the same ship, but that became the Benatar. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it is basically the same thing. Okay. Um, so the ship rises, and whoosh, it makes the jump and disappears. Now we are back at the Avengers compound. Um... And there's a new quantum tunnel. Steve, Sam, and Bucky wait. Smart Hulk makes last-minute adjustments. He finally opens a case, and the six Infinity Stones glow inside. Remember, you'll have to return the stones to the exact moment they were taken. Otherwise, we're still looking at a whole bunch of nasty alternate realities. Steve says, got it. I'll clip all the branches. Steve takes the case. Smart Hulk says, you know... I tried. When I had the gauntlet, I really tried to bring her back. I miss her. Steve says, me too. Hulk says, you better get going. We're almost ready for you. Steve and Sam approach the platform. Sam says, you look a little nervous going by yourself. Ask nicely and I'll go with you. Steve says, you're a good man, Sam, but this one's on me. Don't do anything stupid till I get back, okay? And Bucky says, how can I? You're taking all the stupid with you. Steve grins. Bucky gives him a long hug, tells him he's going to miss him. Steve picks up Yolnir and takes his place on the platform. Sam looks to Smart Hulk at the console and says, how long is this going to take? Smart Hulk says, for him, as long as he needs. For us, five seconds. Ready, Cap? You're good to go. Meet you right back here, okay? Steve glances at Bucky as he answers, says, you bet. Going quantum in three, two, one. Steve taps his cuff and shrinks to nothing. Smart Hulk says, and returning in five, four, three, two, one. And there's silence. Nothing happens. Sam says, where is he? Hulk says, I don't know. He blew past our timestamp. He should be here. Sam says, get him back. Get him the hell back. Hulk says, I'm trying. Just then, Bucky looks out to the water and gets Sam's attention. Now... Wait, so who's Sam? Falcon. Gotcha. Um, there's an old man sitting on a bench out by the river. And we move around him to find Sam watching from a few yards away. And he says, Hey, Cap. The man turns, and we now see that it is Steve Rogers at the age of 112. Old Steve says, hi, Sam. Sam says, something go wrong or something go right? And Steve says, I thought after everything that's happened, maybe I should try out some of that life Tony always told me to get. How was it? Steve looks at the river, 112 years of emotion in his face. It was beautiful. I'm happy for you, really. Only thing bumming me out now is I live in a world without Captain America. Steve pulls out a case from beside him, giving it to Sam. That's kind of why I'm here. 
Sam unzips it, revealing a brand new Captain America shield. Where did you even get this? I had a little time to travel. Try it on. Sam hesitates. He glances back at Bucky, who nods. Then Sam picks up the shield and puts it on. How does it feel? Like it's someone else's? It isn't. Sam tries to check his emotion. He shakes Steve's hand and tells him, thank you, I'll try my best. Steve tells him that's why it's yours. Sam smiles and notices Steve's tarnished wedding ring. You gonna tell me about her? Steve smiles to himself at the end of a long, long life and says, nope, I don't think I will. We now go back to Washington, D.C., 1949, and we see Peggy Carter and Steve Rogers dancing in their house, tears streaming down Peggy's face. The end. And that's Endgame. Wow. Yeah. Pretty good, huh? Yeah, that was amazing. You should really watch this watch movie. <laughs> yeah, you should really, really watch this yes. movie. I've been waiting for you guys to tell me about it so I could, so now I can. I I think I've said this on the pod, on the podcast once before. I have lost interest in superheroes after seeing this. Because I feel like I've seen the peak. I yeah. feel like I've seen I I feel like I've seen as as good as it can get, and I just I maybe I just need like a couple years off or something. But right. I just have I have no interest in watching anything that comes out now. I haven't seen that second Spider Man movie. I haven't seen Joker. I haven't seen any of the DC stuff after this. Um, I think that's even why I don't watch the. Uh, the boys i just don't care about the genre anymore because i feel like i've seen it at its absolute best yeah and that was this awesome thank you guys thank you for listening these are two very long episodes (laughs) yeah but it's super good super all right so um overall Shane what did you think oh it was amazing the you know in the beginning the the whole time travel thing I was not uh, on board with um, but the way it uh, it ended up I'm super happy with it and yeah I can't wait to watch it yeah it's not it's not perfect like there's certainly and you called it out with some of the questions that you asked. There's like little holes in it where you just go, well, hang on. Like, does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. Um, but the movie itself just fucking rules. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. So good. So good. All right, fellas, Very what are we doing next touching. time? All right, so next time we are getting back into the Explain of Thrones, right? Season yes. Eight. Uh, Season we are, eight. We're going to take uh, one more episode before we get into Season 8. 
We're going to ask Matt questions. Where is this person going to end up? What are your predictions on season eight? Uh, and see how close he can get to the actual outcome. Uh, or see how much better his uh, answers are than the actual outcome. Um, we are still, there's still time to get your questions and comments in. Um, so please email them to us at Rodney, what is it? OOTL podcast at gmail.com. Exactly. So we're still taking uh, questions. So leave your handle, leave your email address, and we'll shout you out um, if we pick your question. Um, oh, I did a little bit of research. Enough said. It was something Stan Lee said. Just FYI. And I'll leave it at that. Oh, okay. All right, it's, cool. in, it's in a lot of uh, Marvel, a lot of older Marvel stuff. Yeah, it's if if you read a lot of that stuff, that's kind of a, a running joke, I guess, mm. or a running bit. Okay. Well, boys, this has been fun. It has. It makes me want to go watch Endgame again. I know. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so thanks again for listening to the Out of the Loop podcast. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Yes. Uh, and Twitter at. OTL podcasts and oh I'm sorry send us an email at OOTLpod at gmail.com god damn it right that's our email <clears throat> I don't know man OOTLpod I'm pretty sure that's it yeah alright yes. excuse me OOTLpod at gmail.com that is correct and our handles are OOTLpodcasts at, at Instagram it, for Instagram and Twitter sorry Done. Got it. Back on track. All right. Um, I hope you all stay safe. Halloween's approaching. Again, check your candies. Um, You'll probably get another episode before then. But thank you again for staying with us while we go through this COVID life, through regular life, working, school, family. Um, We appreciate you. And is there anything else you all want to say? No. Thank you guys for uh, taking me on that journey. And let's get back to Thrones. Loop, loop troop, love you 3000. I don't know